Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to be in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were speaking, I was speaking about um, Silas last night. We were talking about miracles. Um, we've seen some great things happen um, down south. And what a, you know, what a blessing. So I was talking about Silas from up here. I don't know if you understand the blessing that, that he had. And I know that when I walked in, uh, you were saying hallelujah or something. But the tremendous amount um, with, the, with the PSA test that you can, anything over four is danger. And his number was 26. And he had all prayer and prayer and more prayer and more prayer and more prayer and more prayer. And there's only one who can get the glory for it. This week, hallelujah, this week when they took the results of the biopsy again, it wasn't 26. It was back to four. Hallelujah. Only God, only God, only God. Hallelujah. Now we see these miracles. We see these things happen. I met uh, last night another Jewish person, a pre-believer, came to our uh, group. And um, it, we, we spoke afterwards. And what an amazing... What an amazing thing. It turned out that he's is in the same field I was in, those same people that many of the same people that I know. And um, and then I asked him where he lived, where he came from, and he lives in this and where he, he just fell just moved down. He lived in, he lives in the same town and practices in the same town where my son and daughter in law and grandchild live. The same exact thing. So I'm going to be connecting them. It's just, a, it's just amazing how God has such great things that happen. What an amazing blessing it is. And Lila, we're so happy to see you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've been praying for you. What a, um, what a blessing to see Lila here. She has been sick and she has all these problems. And God said, they're not your problems, they're my problems. He takes care of them. That's it. So, so praise God, praise God for that. And we begin with, as we read before, Adonai spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, this is the statute of the Torah which Adonai commanded saying, speak to B'nai Yisrael that they bring to you a flawless red heifer on which there is no blemish and on which has never been a yoke. Give her, so we understand that the red heifer is a female, give her to Eleazar the Kohen. He will take her outside the camp and slaughter her in his presence. Okay, so we know it's about the, um, the red heifer, as we read when we read from the Torah. And there are different things that 
represents statutes or testimonies. Um, like, for example, the word, different words, like in Hebrew, the word adiot, adiot, that means testimonies. Or mishpatim, that means laws, like civil laws. And this is chukat, and so chukat, which means statute or ordinance, so chukim is divine statutes or divine ordinances. And mitzvot means commandments. Also, it kind of means blessings, because what we say is, let's say, uh, Manny, you saw someone who is outside, and they, they, they see, seemed homeless, and you brought them some water, and you gave them water. That's called a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah because you're following God's commandment. What commandment are you following? You're following the commandment of loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And so it's, it, we call it a blessing, but it's a blessing because you're following God's commandments. And when you follow God's commandments, it's always a blessing. Hallelujah. So the chuchim are um, their statutes or ordinances that speak about there's something we have to do. Now, it makes no logic in Chukim. There's no logic to it. You can't figure out why. But does that matter? Does it? Why doesn't it matter? What's that? Yeah, but so why doesn't it matter? If it's in the Bible and it doesn't make sense, why doesn't it matter? It doesn't matter because who wrote the Bible? God, Hashem, Yeshua. So if God wrote the Bible, the Bible is true. You don't have to understand it. You just have to do it. And you want, how many want to receive blessings and blessings and blessings? Raise your hand. If you don't raise your hand, God will say, okay, I'm going to skip over you. <laughs> okay, good. We all want them. Well, when you follow God's word, just because it's God's word, that's what I want to talk about today. Just because. Today we're going to talk about just because. Because if just because it's God's word, then we are to follow it. Now, in, in Numbers or Bamidbar chapter 19, if we look at um, verses 1 through 10, we read 1 through 3, and um, then let's go to verse 4. Then Eleazar the Kohen is to take some of the blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. So then he's take the blood and seven times. While watching, he's to burn the heifer, her hide, flesh, blood, and refuse. The Kohen is to take some cedarwood, hyssop, and scarlet wool and cast them into the midst of the burning heifer. 
Afterward, the Kohen is to wash his clothes and bathe his, water with, his flesh with the water, and afterward he may come back into the camp. Still, the Kohen will be unclean until evening. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Kohen is pure. That doesn't mean he's never sinned. He sinned. He's asked for forgiveness. He said, and Yom Kippur. And then he's washed. He's immersed himself. He's the Kohen. So why would he be unclean? Does it make sense? Do we know why? How many of you have read this this week? Okay, not enough. If you want to hear the word of God and you want to read, you want to, God is a God who speaks in seasons. I say this every, every time. I could give the same message every time. That's like a rabbi, he gave this, he gave this message and people loved it. And then the next week they, they told other people how great the rabbi was. So the, so the people came in and more and more came in and it filled up. And then he but, he, but he gave the same message. And then the people heard how good he was. And then they came in more. And before you knew it, the people were standing outside. And finally, the board came over and they complained. They said, Rabbi, yes, your, your message you gave the first week was great. And it was the same message the second week and the same message the third week. But Rabbi... Don't you have any messages? And he said, yes, but until they get the first message, until they get that, then I will keep speaking it. Now, how many times do I have to ask the congregation, if you love your Jewish people, how many say you love the Jewish people? Raise your hand. Then why don't you read what God gave to the Jewish people, the Torah? I'm not saying to read it in Hebrew. We read it in Hebrew and get insights, but we also read it in English, right? In this word. It's the Torah. It's the first five books of Moses. Read it, because God wants to give you a word. And every time, every time that my wife and I read the Torah and the Haftorah and the Brit Hadashah, there's always some word, some word that God gives to us. Sometimes it may be a one-word thing. Sometimes it may be a little phrase. Sometimes it may be something is God, God is trying to get my attention about something. We need to read the Torah. And please, if you don't have, if you don't know what the Torah portion is, first of all, you can find it every week. How many of you get our Mishpacha, Shmuz, whatever it's called? How many get it? Only a handful? If only a handful, how many read it? Okay, well, at least the people who get it. So, so many of you don't get it. If you don't get it, it's your fault. It means you never handed in your emails because everyone who's on our email list receives it. And it's fascinating. And, and what a great job, uh, what a great job we, we have. Um, Laura has been sending them out, and my gosh. They are, they are tremendous, and it makes it exciting. So read it, and that's where you can find out what the Torah portion is every week. And read it. God wants to speak to you. Can you imagine, can you imagine, who here has children? Raise your hand. 
Who here loves their children? Raise your hand. Who here would loves when you can speak to your children? Raise your hand. Now, out of all of you who raise your hand, God wants to speak to you. How many believe God is our Abba? Raise your hand. Then why are you saying to God, I don't want to speak to you, so I'm not listening. So I don't have time, God. I'm too busy. You're too busy for me. Okay. Okay, well, I was going to give you a couple of blessings, but okay, you're probably too busy for that. Now, we don't have a God who thinks the way we do. We have a God who loves us unconditionally. But we want to love him unconditionally. We want to seek him. Come on. And how many want revival? How many want the glory of God? Hallelujah. Then we have to get with the program. And the program is reading the word and meditating the word and seeking God. It's all about him. He doesn't need, he doesn't need anyone up here speaking or singing or something. He can sing, he can speak, he can whisper in our ear. He can walk with us, he can talk with us. That, that comes from a song. <laughs> but we have to read. We have to read the word. Read the word. Read devotionals. Meditate upon him. And so anyway, what we read this time is um, the law of the red heifer. And the, what the law of the red heifer is, it's like a paradox. It says, the Kohen who is pure becomes impure because he touches the things you're not supposed to touch. So he becomes impure for the person who was impure. It's the same idea, and the red heifer was the... The red heifer was, the, was a perfect red heifer. Perfect red, no, no blemishes on him. I mean, no blemishes on her. And um, it was a perfect sacrifice. And there was no reason that red heifer didn't do anything wrong. But that red heifer was chosen by God to be the sacrifice so that, that whoever did wrong, whoever was contaminated, whoever was impure, could be delivered. Our Messiah is a type of the red heifer. The red heifer is a type of, of our Messiah. The red Heifer is a type of our Messiah. Our Messiah was perfect. Our Messiah wrote the word of God. Our Messiah always never created. He always was and always will be. And our Messiah came here to this earth. And he had to be perfect. And our Messiah shed his blood for us. And when I first came to the Lord, I would always look and I would say, what's this? I don't understand about, I don't understand this. So what, what's all this about blood? You, you take this blood and the Messiah died and he shed his blood. Why? Why would that happen? 
Because why? Why didn't I know? Same reason why you didn't know. Because we didn't read the word. We didn't read the Torah. We didn't read about the sacrifices. You skipped over Vayichra Leviticus, skipped over numbers, and you didn't see when you take a perfect and unblemished animal and then you take his blood that's being sacrificed for you. When these beautiful animals, perfect animal, being sacrificed for you and for me. Taking the blood and putting it on the altar. And you read it, it's over and over. It's a very Jewish concept. It's about sacrifice. It takes place, took place in the tabernacle. It took place in the first and the second temple. And it will take place in the third temple. We don't know exactly why, but we read the word of God. We read the last eight chapters of Ezekiel, and it speaks about it. We read about it in Revelation. We, we, read about, we read about the sacrifices. We don't know why, but the blood is important. That's because God decided that. That's his way. He decided all this before creation. God knew. He knew who was the Messiah. He knew the name of Messiah was going to be because he wrote the word. And so... This is a type of Messiah. Now, we want to read one more. We want to read one more type. And it's in Numbers chapter 21. And what happened on Numbers chapter 21 is that well, well, we'll start with one. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in Negev, in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming along the road to Atharim, he attacked Israel and captured some of them. And Israel vowed to Adonai and, and, and stated, if you deliver this people into our hand, we will put their cities under the ban of destruction. Adonai listened to Israel's plea and delivered up the Canaanites, and they put them in their cities under the ban of destruction. So the name of the place was called Choma. They traveled from Mount Hur, Hur along the route of the Sea of Reeds in order to go around the land of Edom. The spirit of the people became impatient along the way and the people spoke against God and Moses why have you brought us from Egypt to die in the wilderness because there's no bread no water a very spirit it's it de it's detestable it's despicable food so Adonai what did he do what did he do I, I can't I can't hear you what is it Susan Right, sent serpents. Yes, very good. I just couldn't hear you. You said it right three times. <laughs> good. He sent poisonous serpents. Can you imagine if God sent poisonous serpents here? And for all who 
were not obedient to him, who didn't believe here in this congregation where we're all supposed to be believers and being trying to be obedient to him. Can you imagine if he shows the sin by the, the snakes biting the people? That's, that biting is, is reminiscent of sin, of sin. The snakes bite and the people die. Well, so many of the people died. So the people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against Adonai and you. Pray to Adonai for us that he may take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Adonai said to Moses, Make yourself a fiery snake and put it on a pole. Whenever anyone who has been bitten will look at it, he will live. So if this is the pole... And you take it from the ground, and it goes all the way up. And they took a, a bronze, bronze serpent, and they put it on top of the pole. And it was high up, and everyone who looked at the serpent would live. They would look at it. By looking at it, someone said to me, what if... I didn't want, if I was there and I didn't want to look at it, I just wanted to repent my own way. I said, fine, you die. <laughs> he said, why, why would I die? I was still repenting. No, you weren't repenting. A disobedient repentance is not being re repentant. So you got to do it God's way. It's the same way with coming to know the Lord. Just like the serpent was lifted up, and if you looked and you believed, you were healed. We have in the book of John, Yohanan, nice Jewish guy, wrote a couple of good books. <laughs> Chapter 3, verse and beginning at um, verse 13, no one has gone up into heaven except the one who came down from heaven. This is what, what Yeshua is speaking to his Talmudim. The son of man, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the son of man must be lifted up so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Do you see what happens? We have the same thread of belief. The Torah portion, which you don't read, hopefully you will. The Haftorah portion which you don't read, which hopefully you will, and the brief Hadashah portion, which you don't read and hopefully you will. Are we going to get it? Who wants to hear from God? Raise your hand. Now, who's going to say, now, you know what? I should read, or if I'm busy, at least skim through the Torah, Haftorah, and Brit Hadashah. Who will commit to do that now? All right, praise God. That is good, because that's what we have to do. We are a Messianic Jewish synagogue. 
That means we were given the Torah. You and I stood together at Mount Sinai. Yeah, I've been looking a little bit older lately, but, <laughs> but we stood together at Mount Sinai. Born Jewish or not born Jewish. Israelite or some of the nations who feared the Lord God. We stood together and God gave us a Torah and we said, we will do and we will observe. So let's read what God gives us and look at it. We see the portion on the lifting up of the servant. They looked at him and they believed. Well, now, when we talk to people about the Lord, and let's say there are Jewish people that have never read the Brit Hadashah, then we can tell them about this portion, and then we can say, and the same thing happened. Yeshua said to his Talmudim, to his disciples, he said, I, the one who came down from heaven, will ascend. I am the one who I will be lifted up. And look at me when you see me lifted up and just believe. He was trying to say what's going to happen to him. He was the one who, the who's going to be, who is the Mashiach. He was the one who is going to be lifted up, not in a good way, lifted up on the tree. Why on the tree? Because he had to fulfill all curses. And there is a curse. In, in scripture, in the Torah, if you, whoever dies on a tree is cursed. So he had to even fulfill that curse. So he was lifted up on a tree. He was lifted up and he was suffering and you saw the blood coming out. If you look at him, just like you looked at the, you in Israel in the wilderness and you looked at the serpent and you were healed, look at him and believe. Believe that he is the Messiah, that he died for us, that he came for us, that he shed his blood for us. We need to believe. We need to increase our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then 40 days later, our, our people were counting the Omer, Sephirat HaOmer. And on the 40th day of the counting of the Omer, then there was the second part of what he said. He was lifted up on the tree and look at him and believe. But if you didn't see him on the tree, look at him. He ascended into heaven. That's the second, the second lifting up. He ascended into heaven. Look at that and believe. And if you, um, if you weren't around then, how many of you were not around at that time? <laughs> no one? You were all around? You around? You, you still hearing? You still hearing me? How many of you were around at that time? How many of you were not around? Raise your hand. Okay, good. <laughs> if you were not around at that time, you can still look up. Look up at him and believe and say, Lord, I do not see you with my eyes right now, but I know you're there. You are my Messiah. You died for me. You were my sacrifice. And because of you, I will live with you forever and ever. Hallelujah. Why? 
to end this. Why? Just because. Just because God said it, and just because he said it, it is done. And now it's our job to make the choice. Choice one, live with God forever. Choice two, live away from God forever. Me and my congregation, we choose the first one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, we lift you up. We praise you and thank you. Thank you for your awesome glory. Thank you for your, these awesome services. And Lord, most of all, thank you. We can't thank you enough. We just thank you, thank you, thank you. Let us thank you by, getting, by drawing closer to you, by following your word, by reading your word, by meditating on your word. You have so much to speak to us. And we hear when you speak. How do we know? Because you put your Ruach HaKodesh to live inside of us. And it will be your Ruach HaKodesh that will nudge us and say, remember, you're supposed to read the word. Meditate so that I can speak to you. Lord, your love is eternal and it's amazing love. Let us take advantage and receive that love by meditating on your love, on your word. And as we meditate on the word, let it change us and make us more like you, more and more like the perfect one, you. We can't be perfect, but we can walk more and more like you. We just thank you for that, Lord. We lift you up and give you all glory, praise, and honor. B'Shem Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anyone has any need, prayer requests, any prayer needs, come forward for prayer. Our prayer people will be coming up. And you know who you are, so just come forward. If anyone has any prayer, please go and, and ask for prayer. And... Um, and, and it's, um, it's amazing, you know, I, I, it's, Raquel and I speak about your ministry all over the place, how awesome it is, and what a, what a blessing that you guys are doing, that ministry is, praise God, praise God, to those people in Africa, wow, it is amazing. So, and again, anyone has any prayer, you may come forward, and um, Shabbat Shalom and Shavuot Tov. Amen. Amen.
Thank <laughs> you. 